Welcome to the Selfful Podcast with your host, Georgia Holiday. My mission here on this podcast is to help you go from stress and self-doubt to sass and self-love. I truly believe the most important relationship we will ever have is the one with ourselves. So we're talking everything relating back to the self, aka you. I'm talking self-care, self-worth, self-awareness, self-confidence, and so much more. So grab a cuppa, get comfy, and let's get straight to it. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. In today's episode, I am sharing with you a conversation I had with the lovely Kayla Benson. Kayla is an empowerment coach, personal trainer and soon-to-be nutritional therapist who is extremely passionate about helping women with their hormonal issues to increase their energy, manage their stress and feel empowered. In our conversation, we spoke all about the four phases of the menstrual cycle, how to regulate your hormones, why tracking your cycle is so damn important and so much more. I cannot wait for this wisdom to get in your ears. So let's just get straight into the episode. Hello, Kayla. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful to have you and excited for this conversation. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Georgia. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so pleased to be here. Um, So yeah, I'm Kayla. I'm an empowerment coach and I'm basically a blend of a personal trainer and I'm studying nutritional therapy at the moment as well. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm from Brisbane, Australia, and I came to do what I do now, um, really through my own personal journey and my journey with a hormone imbalance myself. Um, Mm. In my early 20s, I was diagnosed with um, hypothyroidism, um, which is an imbalance um, in your thyroid hormone specifically. And um, that has a lot of fun symptoms associated with it, like hair loss, like low energy, um, Mm. like what else? Uh, Fatigue. yeah, all sorts of things. Uh, brain fog, especially. Um, I did a yeah. post about this last night. So I saw it actually. I saw, yeah. Um, yeah, so my, um, yeah, in my early 20s, it kind of hit me just as I um, finished university and I was starting my first job, starting my first job. And um, it, I mean, it was a time, of course, like in your early 20s where you want to go out and go nightclubbing and um you know really like burn the candle at all ends and um because of my hormone imbalance um, I was just not able to do that and it was quite frustrating because I could see that my friends were able to and like they could go out till three in the morning wake up at nine and be perfectly fine whereas I was like worked out for a few days um so yeah I started to do uh lots of research Um, As we naturally do, I started to see lots of different medical practitioners to work out what was going on. In particular, I had a a really sudden um, weight gain and 
it was very out of the blue and especially because um, uh, throughout my teens I was quite a tomboy I like really enjoyed tennis and running and lots of different sports and so I was quite um, quite slight at the time I guess and then to suddenly put on five or ten kilos out of the blue was um, it yeah it really affected my confidence I yeah really felt suddenly quite um, yeah frustrated I guess with the whole thing so yeah I went on a journey and essentially to where I am now 10 years later to um, to really healing a lot of aspects of that I still have the hormone imbalance and we've talked about this before Georgia but it's um, more about healing it and um, fixing it all together but Mm. um, yeah I hope that gives a essence of my journey yeah (laughs) Yeah, amazing. So with something like um, hypothyroidism, how mm-hmm. does that come about? Like, how do you get something like that? Is that something that maybe is just always underlying or does something trigger it or is it genetic? Really good question. Yeah, in my case, it's genetic. So um, mm-hmm. my mom has it, my grandma and my aunt. So it should have been the most obvious thing, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in my case, genetic, but I don't think it's always genetic can be it can come around from lifestyle factors as well or potentially severe stress as well yeah and some people can get it from pregnancy can't they is that that, right can some people get it from like pregnancy or like after having a baby or something yeah I guess from um sustained hormone imbalance yeah Hmm. oh okay interesting so I know like a lot of the work that you do and you know definitely from your own journey is around like hormones and understanding hormones and knowing like what they are and how they work and Mm. how they affect us I know that you recently did an Instagram like IGTV series all about like the menstrual cycle um and how you know that affects us in different phases of the cycle I'd love for you to share your wisdom with everyone about that so about like the four phases of the cycles um, because it's actually just something that I've only like learned very recently and I'm 26 years old <laughs> and I have had a period for a long time and like I just think it's crazy that so many of us probably don't know this information like it's not something that we get taught this in depth in school so I'd love for you to talk to us about that oh gosh I'm just so passionate about it and you're certainly not alone in that um Mm. not knowing of the the four phases and that so um yeah uh I just did this IG live series and it was amazing I had um seven different people come on for IG lives and all from um we had a pelvic floor physio um Mm. maybe more from the spiritual aspects, period coaches, crystal healers. It was a really like broad um, variety of people, which is great. And um, so, yeah, the the four phases of the cycle is um, menstruation. So when you have your period, when you're bleeding, Um, the second stage is follicular. The third is ovulation. And then the fourth is the luteal phase. So I'll just explain a bit more about those. And I think a really easier, an easier way to understand it is um, if you associate it with the seasons. Um, Mm -hmm. So menstruation being winter, follicular being sort of springtime, ovulation um, being your summer and um, luteal um, being autumn. So I think that gives a slight hint as to um, 
kind of the uh, an essence of each of those phases yeah amazing um, and that yeah that's the concept that I've heard before like the like the seasons um with each phase mm. I feel like that kind of gives gives us something like you said to relate to that we can understand like in winter like it's darker we feel a bit more cozy like we want to exactly. just kind of yeah amazing <laughs> so um menstruation uh the inner winter phase um that will be when your estrogen is slightly lower so actually sorry I'll go through the sex hormones first so the three key sex hormones with your menstrual cycle is testosterone estrogen and progesterone mm-hmm. and um those three hormones they um fluctuate throughout your menstrual cycle and um so they are a big impact in terms of um like your energy levels or your confidence levels as well. And we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, But estrogen, um, and I read a book recently called Period Power by Maze Hill. And um, the way she associates it is like estrogen is like your Beyonce hormone. So estrogen will be higher. (laughs) It will be higher around ovulation, um, especially, which is around day 14 of your cycle. Um, So... And then um, progesterone is more like um, it, it relaxes you, kind of like I associate it with like um, kind of hippie vibes, that kind of thing. So if it was if it was a type of music, it would be reggae. Um, <laughs> and then um, testosterone, I think most of us know what that's kind of associated with. But it's important to note that um, uh, everyone has testosterone, no matter if you're male or female or whatever. Amazing. So, um, yeah, so those are kind of the three key sex hormones. And um, I suppose if you if you Google menstrual cycle phases and hormones um, and, and look at images on Google, you'll see that's you'll see the I think from like a bar chart, you'll see that they fluctuate throughout the month. Um, so I think that's a really like first like first kind of thing to understand about the menstrual cycle. Um, beyond that, um, yeah, I really advocate tracking your cycle, even just to find out like how many days it is. Um, and you can do this even if you're not bleeding and even if you don't have a period. So you can do this through the, um, the moon cycles as well. Um, how would you do that? So, um, off the top of my head, I think the first day is associated with the um full moon and then you go from Uh, that point um how interesting provide some more information or some links in the show notes for that um but I think it's important to note that like yeah even if you're not experiencing a period at the moment which I experienced for for a little while after I came off the pill um Mm. I can certainly empathize with that but um uh, getting into like starting to track your cycle with the moon phases or um with the cyclic phases is really helpful um yeah I just think generally like tracking your cycle in general is like for me it's been so empowering and just like amazing Mm. to understand what my body is doing and when it's doing it and you know it gets to a point where you can like predict what your body is going to do like to the point where like I know on you know a certain day I'm gonna get a headache because you know it's that 
that day of my cycle or I'm going to get you know hormonal spots or something and you can just start to track it and it's it's like so fascinating to me how like when you do you know get a regular cycle you how predictable it is I find that so fascinating mm. actually, I use yes. an app called uh, flow I think it's called flow yes yeah I've heard a lot of people use flow it sounds like it's a really good one yeah it's so easy to use so I'm into that <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing mine all pen and paper at the moment um and not that there's one way is better than the other I, I just I'm kind of traditional and old school like that <laughs> wow, um, I but I track things like um yeah what what day I'm on what date it is um, mm. generally how I'm feeling, um, physical symptoms, and then also you can track your dreams as well. Um, oh. and from what I've read and from what I've researched, um, sometimes you can experience like crazier dreams in certain parts of your cycle, like potentially your luteal phase, um, which is just before you bleed, just before menstruation. So, um, yeah, that's really interesting. And I have actually noticed that, like, my dreams are quite wild, like, just before oh, I Okay, I'm going to start tracking that. That's so interesting. I'm definitely going to start tracking that because I'm so into dreams. I love it. Like, when I was up, I'm like, I had the craziest dream. And I have, like, <laughs> crazy dreams sometimes. So I'm going to start doing that. I love that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, just in, I mean, from what, I learned from the IG live series and, and speaking to such a broad array of women, um, like every cycle is different and every cycle is unique and there's no perfect period. Um, yeah. And uh, like even just, I asked the same question to on every IG live that I did. And the, the question was, where do you feel like most at home in your cycle? Oh, um, there might question. be like a certain season, a certain phase of your cycle where you feel at your at your best. And it was really interesting because like with each person I was interviewing, um, we would kind of compare notes and like sometimes it'd be the exact opposite. Like I have a lot of yeah. difficulty with my um, luteal phase because it's um, typically yeah when you're um, so estrogen has just peaked during ovulation um, and straight after that you go into your luteal phase and that's when um progesterone um should be increasing um and that kind of is that like kind of relaxing phase I guess the reggae vibe mm. phase that I mentioned before and um yeah so I have a lot of difficulty in that phase I get very self-critical and it's um in terms of my business I try not to do too much during that time because I know I'm going to have a lot of self-doubt and that kind of thing um so yeah that's a time that I kind of approach with caution and I'm very like very patient with myself and I try to kind of um witness my emotions rather than participate in them too much Mm -hmm. at that point um and yeah, I really enjoy my follicular phase, which is like as I'm going just after menstruation, as you're going towards ovulation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, um, yeah, some of the people I interviewed were the, the exact opposite. And it's so fascinating. And that's why I think it's so important to track your own cycle. And um, and then, you know, all the this podcast, um, every other resource that you find, use it as a guide, but um, use your own inner intuition and um I think we always uh, we often have quite powerful sense of intuition, especially if we're kind of yeah. cyclic, 
things and 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 um so I think we kind of know if something's a bit off kilter if something's not quite right and then there's um quite a bit you can do to to kind of regulate your hormones as well yeah amazing so I want to come back to that of regulating the hormones but first I would love for you to um so the like the four different phases so like mm-hmm. your seasons or whatever I would love for you to um like go through them and kind of say like what it is we could expect to feel in each phase um so I know we kind of touched on a couple so yeah. you know menstruation is our winter so you're saying like the estrogen is a little bit lower we're going to feel like maybe a little bit more lethargic I would love for you um to go through those four phases and just explain to people what what they might yeah do, how they can recognize that phase absolutely yeah so use this as a guide and if it doesn't match exactly what you experience don't worry um yeah. but during menstruation I would say yeah typically um like I experience Kind of slightly slower pace I mm-hmm. definitely don't want to rush out and do any kind of hit class it's more if anything it's gentle walks it's um, gentle yoga um, so you know there can be some yoga classes which are quite tough um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So gentle yoga and I would say yeah you you probably not feeling the tendency like you don't really feel like socializing um, and yeah kind of an in- inward phase um I love that yeah so lots of introspection um yeah but I would say also some may experience towards the end of your bleed um that you might start to feel like a bit more energy um yeah you may feel like you would you know starting and that's kind of the the hint of like what's to come with the inner spring and inner summer coming so um yeah, so yeah. that's generally, and they say like, uh, you know, uh, centuries and centuries ago, um, those who bled may go out into the forest and, and bleed amongst nature. So it's a really good time to like connect with nature as well. Oh, um, I love that. Some even collect their um, menstrual blood and put it on the ground. Um, yeah, I've heard that, of people doing that. And I've heard of people doing yeah. that now I'm putting it in like their house plan and yes, I'm not sure yes. about that. but what was that <laughs> like I've heard people now like using their menstrual blood like putting it in their house plants and I'm like I'm not mm. sure how I feel about that but whatever floats your boat exactly exactly yeah I I tried it in my last cycle and I actually I feel it felt I felt quite connected to the earth it felt quite nice amazing um, yeah I was sitting out in the garden with my boyfriend and I was like oh just so you know I put menstrual blood on the ground and he was like what <laughs> I was but, like, um, um, okay <laughs> <laughs> um he's pretty open-minded though he was like oh cool <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so but I mean like I've maybe a couple months prior to that I was like oh that sounds weird so it's it's funny how these things you kind of like warm up to the concept but um yeah, yeah anyway I'm going on a slight tangent but um one of the things that I really noticed and um lots of the resources that I come across say this as well that um at the end of your bleed heading into the follicular inner spring phase um that might be a time that you you feel like, oh gosh, you know, this, my bleed is over. I'm ready to like 
run out and do stuff and um mm. you know really like ready to kind of attack the day and get on with things kind of thing and um there's there's lots of resources that say maybe just hold back for a little while and like um so I've started doing this as well just because you can suddenly like if you go around and do too much all at once you can feel a bit tired and full yeah. of so I think yeah it's kind of nice like gradually come out of the the cave rather than run out of it yeah <laughs> that's really good advice actually, because I think for a lot of women you know or you know people that have a menstrual cycle it's very mm. tempting, isn't it as soon as it's over to be like right back to it back to life I can you know do all of these things now that I can you know necessarily do because I was bleeding but you know definitely we have to remember like you're like you've literally just bled a lot and like exactly cope with so I love that advice just like easing back in just like walking out the cave rather than like sprinting I love that yeah (laughs) exactly exactly um yeah and then we head into um in a spring so at this point that your estrogen is starting to increase um gradually increasing towards ovulation um so uh, you may experience, yeah, like a, a um, more energy, um, starting to feel like you're ready to make like more social plans and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so that kind of is around um, maybe day six to day 10 of your cycle, but it, it's really dependent on how long your cycle is. Um, yeah. the, they say typically a cycle is 28 days, but apparently there's a very small percentage of people that actually have a 28-day cycle. Um, yeah, so that's I've why it's so that. important to track your own. Mm, yeah, so interesting. Amazing. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, and then heading towards ovulation, it's obviously um, like – uh when you can make a baby (laughs) or avoid making one um (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah your ovulation um will be a few days and actually linda who was on your podcast um Mm. uh she just recently she um she explains this really well on the ig live series but about the um what you might notice in your um uh ovulation like fluid that comes out at that point and and the consistency of it and it will differ slightly depending what point you are in ovulation um so yeah if you want more details on that definitely go to the ig live on my page with linda stretton um she explains it really well in terms of the consistency you might experience um and i think that's that's so interesting as well because Again, like that wasn't something that I learned about until I was a little bit older, like the whole mm. concept of like discharge, because no one talks about it. So no, generally for years, I was like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. But like, it's <laughs> so normal, but no one really talks about it. Um, and like, uh, as I'm older, I've obviously learned about it more and like spoken to friends and, you know, they've been like, oh, you know, yeah. And it's just, it's such a taboo topic I think I still think like even just periods and like it's such a taboo topic and I just think that's wild considering like what like half the population experiences that every month 
exactly exactly yeah <laughs> it's wild it's totally wild and like I I can um you know I experienced that as well like what is this going on in my body something's wrong and then of course you google search it and I was like everything is wrong with you <laughs> you have an STD or something yeah literally <laughs> you know when you're young when you first have your period and all this starts happening you're like okay what is happening because like in school they just teach you like yeah once a month you're gonna just like bleed and you're like what how, how do I survive <laughs> every month <laughs> they don't teach you you know in detail what we need to know about that you know like I learned how to put a fucking condom on a banana but not how, mm. to, like, how to track my cycle or understand all these things that my body's gonna do through the site like that's insane to me I know me too me too yeah yeah at least there's more and more people talking about it though which I have a lot of hope in that so absolutely yeah. so so we we were in the spring phase so we were uh, oh no sorry we're in summer weren't we in yeah yeah so summer you might feel like lots more confidence um you're like um it's more likely when you'll be out for like public speaking and that kind of thing so you might find that thing especially around confidence things come a bit more naturally at that point um interestingly and this is just a side note like my own experience with the hormone imbalances I kind of find ovulation kind of tricky as well because like suddenly there's this like huge burst of energy that I don't normally have so yeah. um so yeah that kind of like uh yeah feels a little bit out of sorts for me although I do overall like enjoy the face like um thank god for summer but um yeah so yeah, that, it's a it's a time you might feel a bit more confident, more up for like going on dates, um, being friends, all that kind of thing. Like I'm just giving these examples as times for optimum, like um, when you might feel more confident. But of course, yeah, that's you perfect. See friends throughout your cycle, um, and not just in ovulation, because otherwise it'd be only a couple of days per cycle. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then afterwards um so estrogen drops off after your inner summer after ovulation and um this is when progesterone um should start to increase um so this is the luteal phase um sometimes um this is associated with um like pms as well premenstrual syndrome oh um, yeah i get that very bad yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, when I referred to before, when I have like slight difficulties around this phase, it's like kind of PMS, but there can be more severe of like PMDD and that kind of thing. Um, mm. So really interestingly, and, and this is really a big part of what like sparked my whole like delving into this area and finding out more about it was um, I was reading um, yeah, Period Power by Maze Hill, and she speaks about one of her um, patients who every month would feel um, would experience like really severe depression and mm. um, I think she went to her doctor and was prescribed um, like antidepressants and yeah. she kind of sat with them for a few days and then thought you know uh, something doesn't feel quite right with this and then went to see um, yeah this woman Mays Hill and um and they started tracking her cycle together. And what yeah. they noticed was that um, 
it was only in a certain part of her cycle that she was experiencing this really like um quite uh like periods of depression or really um uh, like really self-critical thoughts and and then they worked out that she had this um, PMDD so it's a more severe form of PMS um so yes don't know what PMDD is what does that stand for oh you're testing me now hang on (laughs) premenstrual it's something disorder isn't it yeah hang on um premenstrual dysphoric disorder that's right that's right yeah yeah so yeah so that was so interesting because like you could end up on antidepressants when you don't necessarily need them it was like and becoming more in tune with her cycle um helped her with this realization and then there was a whole lot of other aspects that you can do like lifestyle mindset nutrition to Mm. um to to regulate your hormones throughout that throughout your menstrual cycle um so i think uh, i think in that case she, she might have gone on antidepressants for a short time but then come off them and and then found a more um yeah holistic way to look at things basically because of course you know with antidepressants there are um associated um i've forgotten the word <laughs> Uh, side effects yeah side effects exactly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so that's yeah that's essentially the um luteal phase um some might not experience pms at all and they find it like they just yeah love the reggae vibes and (laughs) feel a bit more chilled and relaxed throughout the luteal phase but really interestingly as well they say you may want to like clean your house more and it's kind of like a preparation phase like nesting like nesting right exactly exactly yeah that's what I feel like like I'm proper like oh we've got to clean the house get cozy like nesting and I'm I'm (laughs) I'm like the least maternal female you will ever meet so like for me to feel like that, I'm like, yep, this is, um, I'm in my luteal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate cleaning, but I ended up cleaning during my menstrual phase in this, just this past cycle, which was quite oh. funny. I was like, I'm a bit late to the party, but hey, I'm here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Amazing. So yeah, that is all so, so interesting. Hopefully that gives um, those of you listening an idea of like what those four phases are. Maybe you didn't realize there was like four phases but I think for me personally kind of like relating them to the seasons is really really helpful um and I mean correct me here if I'm wrong but I think it's also important to note that not it's not like one week per phase right because obviously like we said everyone has a different length of cycle um Mm. and I think it's so interesting that in you know like in our minds like the normal is a month so what like four weeks 28 days but that's actually Mm. you said a very low percentage of people exactly exactly yeah it really shocked me when I found that out because I always thought oh god you gotta have the 28 days or it's not perfect yeah (laughs) in a perfectionist (laughs) I was like I want to have the perfect period (laughs) So, so true so so true awesome so I would love to ask you just from what we were talking about there um so how can we like regulate our hormones or how did you start to kind of go about, you know, you said about regulating your hormones for your hypothyroidism? Mm. 
Yes, yes. So in terms of uh, specifically around the menstrual cycle, I've heard really good things about seed cycling. And that's like, yeah, that's literally just um, having different kinds of seeds. There's four different kinds of seeds at at different points in your cycle. Um, So I think, I mean, you can't get many side effects from seeds. So I think it is worth trying just to to see um, see what it's like for you, even just for like two or three cycles. And yeah. um, so what you do is from, from those first two phases, so the menstrual and the follicular phase, you want to um, support kind of the estrogen in that part of the phase. So you might have... Mm-hmm. You, you would have, sorry, flaxseed and pumpkin seeds at this point. Okay. Um, so that helps with boosting estrogen at that point in your cycle. And then from ovulation through to back to um, your, your bleed to your menstrual phase, um, this is when you would have more sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. But I think um, rather than explaining over the podcast, if you Google seed cycling, um, there's loads of um, uh, little graphics that come up, especially on Google Images, um, that explain exactly what you need to do. Um, so I think, yeah, that helps. I've tried that a couple of times and it does help. That's um, so interesting. I've never heard of that before. That is so mm. interesting. Wow, mm. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I it's literally, it. you don't have to like, um, I mean, it would be quite annoying to have a tablespoon of... Um, of something like flaxseed, you might end up sneezing it loud. Um, yeah, like a smoothie or porridge. Exactly. On a salad as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's so fascinating. What else yeah. can we do? So, yeah, also with um, menstrual cycle, I think even, yeah, like I said, I'm going to go harp on this again, but tracking and then, yeah, um, yeah using that kind of guide of like maybe more rest during your kind of luteal and menstrual phase and mm. um yeah and you know a bit more energy uh especially um in terms of workouts I would say yeah um, you know if you haven't done movement in a while and you'd like to start doing more I recommend starting in like your follicular or ovulation phase um because you can have more energy at that point and that's a time that you might want to do like more um yeah more high energy kind of hit workouts or cardio if that's your kind of thing um yeah and I uh, guess I'm a bit... I know. sorry carry on oh yeah I was just <laughs> I was just gonna say that um uh like I mean I used to over exercise quite a lot um, mm. a couple of years ago and I would um you know do running challenges do high intensity uh, workout challenges all through my cycle and I really did notice like I felt a lot more tired and yeah. I'd really be stressing myself out more than I needed to so yeah I definitely try to like um, time things a bit more now <laughs> yeah I think that's so important because definitely a lot of a lot of you know like women they just like push through and they try and almost like keep up even though they're like, you know, experiencing this bleed that can go on from, you know, anything from like three to seven days or whatever, depending on how your cycle mm. is. And I do mm. think I think a lot of that is like probably 
some form of like internalized misogyny or like some form of sexism or definitely kind of like trying to keep up with like a man's world like you know being told oh you you know you can't do that because you're a woman you know and like oh you're weaker when you're on your period and it's like actually like women's bodies go through so much and they still are capable of doing the same as men if not more exactly. do you know what I mean exactly yeah yeah like anything you can do I can do bleeding <laughs> <laughs> totally exactly and that's what it does come down to like um this is all a guide and um you, you, I mean you can run a marathon in the middle of your period you absolutely can but um I think what's yeah interesting is when you start to become more in sync with your cycle and there's mm. kind of there is a reason why we have a cycle um and and you can kind of turn up the volume on certain phases and like especially yeah. actually what I haven't mentioned is there's there's a lot of gifts in the various phases and even though I find my luteal phase frustrating it's often when a lot of things come to the surface for me and like um, mm. it's a time when you might be more analytical and you more like um, I especially found in my last cycle I like there was something I became really obsessed with and I was like digging into it more and more and more and like yeah. finding out lots of information about it and like lots was coming to the surface but for me specifically it's not a good time to make decisions or big decisions um, yeah uh, I should just let things come to the surface and then sit with them until uh, like a few days later. And then, um, cause I can, I do find like I'm a little bit more erratic. A little, yeah. A bit, um, yeah. A bit more emotional at that point, put it that way. Yeah, this is so interesting. And I think probably like with a lot of, a lot of people, it's maybe just like trial and error. Like I know you were saying mm. exercise and stuff and technically you can run a marathon on, you know, when you're bleeding, if you want to, but like personally, I, well, I mean, I wouldn't be able to run a marathon in my summer phase. So I'm, I'm not going to try it in my winter phase. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like trial and error, finding what suits you, finding what feels good, listening to your body, like dialing into that intuition because, you know, women are so intuitive, even mm. more so like during our, like, you know, our menstruation phase, like we're so intuitive and kind of like connected if we open up to that and we allow that and we like tune into it um mm. so I think it's just like about listening to your body first of all like what I did was just a few cycles like understanding okay when is each phase like what like what is each phase when in it when when is it how long does each phase last for me and then you can start to look at the other things and work with your cycle rather than just like completely against it Mm, exactly exactly yeah yeah so those are the kind of things I would suggest around yeah regulating your hormones around your menstrual cycle and depending on, on what you're experiencing though and it might be better to go see um some kind of practitioner to work with them um if there's you know if expect, experiencing more severe symptoms um yeah in terms you of, go and if like if you thought maybe oh I think my hormones are out of whack or they don't feel right or who would you go and see like who would you seek advice from mm. seek help from so this is exactly why I'm studying nutritional therapy because personally mm. I'd go see a nutritional therapist um also uh 
you can get blood tests and get a snapshot of your hormones, which will show, you know, you get a blood test on a certain day and that will only reflect the hormones um, on that particular day and where they're at. Um, So, and that might be just, you know, obviously one day of your cycle. So it might show where you're, and that might reflect, you know, what your progesterone is like in your luteal phase on that certain day, say if you were, um, you know, towards the end of your cycle and you were um, going to get a blood test on that day. Um, What I am, I haven't done this yet, but I'm planning to, there's a company called the Dutch Test Mm -hmm. and that you can, um, you can get a a picture of your hormones throughout your entire cycle. So um, you basically like pee on a stick for every day of your cycle and then send that off and then the lab will... um, and then you can work with a nutritional therapist um, to to see what your hormones are doing throughout your cycle. So that's personally, that's from from all the research I've done and yeah. especially like why I'm actually studying it in the first place and so passionate about it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would personally do. Um, but obviously oh, there's, there's other, so, other ways. Yeah, that's so helpful. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Amazing. So the next thing I'd love to ask you is and talk about is how would you say that our cycle connects to like our confidence, our energy, um, like our self-care, how we can work with our bodies rather than against it? And I mean, I know we've kind of like brushed on this brief briefly. So maybe like mm. you explain a bit more like how you find it affects your confidence and all that kind of thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um yeah, right now I'm in my follicular phase heading for ovulation. So yeah, now's a really good time to be doing a podcast interview. <laughs> I've oh, got amazing. lots more confidence. Um, yeah, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm I'm ready to get out there and go see people. And I feel, and um, for me, uh, yeah, um, especially because of my hormone imbalance and that kind of fatigue that I often experience, um, I, I do quite enjoy like follicular phase and that kind of growing sense of energy that I feel. Um, yeah. And it's interesting, actually, um, I read this somewhere. It was like quite a few years ago that you might, um, during your luteal phase, just before menstruation, you might um, find it harder to like find certain words. So you might lose your train of thought and that kind of thing. And that apparently I, I don't know exactly what it is, but you, you might experience an impact to your speech at that point. I definitely um, get which that. explains a lot. <laughs> I definitely get that. But I mean, I get that a lot anyway, because of my like <laughs> and brain fog. But yeah, that's so interesting. It can affect us in so many different ways. Hmm. Yeah, so I'd say, yeah, if you can, but, um, and this is in the book Period Power as well, that um, even if you have a public speaking event, but it happens to fall during your luteal or, or menstrual phase, because we can't always plan everything perfect. And, yeah. um, you know, our cycles fluctuate and change sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. So um, there's things that, and what you might want to do, and I think this is so helpful, is that, like, to in the way that you prepare for that public speaking event like let's use public speaking as the example you might want to um you know do a meditation before you're about to do the public speaking you might want to um you know also like I don't know if you're doing it virtually dance around your lounge room first and um, that might help you prepare and then kind of um rather than rush into it yeah you might 
Um, there might be things that you can do, um, have a bath equally, just keep yourself more calm before that. And then, um, yeah, really like mentally prepare for it. Um, so I think that's quite a nice sentiment, really. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and overall, I think we've touched on this already, but I can't stress the point enough. Like once you start to track your cycle, you it's, it's a gateway to feeling more in tune with your body. And I think, and there's a lot of wisdom that comes from it. And like we've said, like you're not fighting against it. You are working with your cycle at that point. And I think also, um, you know, the 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days in a year, that's all um, a, a man-made, um, constructed kind of timeframes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But our cycles are, are actually the kind of like the powerful inner clock that we have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when, when I read that somewhere, that it blew my mind. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, that is so interesting. I, I find as well, like through tracking my cycle, I just feel like, because before I was very much in the mindset of, and I think probably most people think this as well, like, oh God, my period, I hate my period. Like it's the worst. And like, don't get me wrong. Mm. I feel like that sometimes, but like oh, now, yeah now when I'm tracking like I I feel like I know my body more so it feels mm. more like I don't know more like it's like oh I know when each phase is coming so I feel I don't know if in control is more of the word but like it feels more comforting to know like mm. my body and what it's doing and it, you just feel more connected with it and you don't necessarily have as much of like a negative um mindset and perception around having a cycle generally because that's you know if you've got a cycle you've got a cycle <laughs> and yeah exactly an awful lot we can do about that so yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah I, I went to a talk I think it was last year or earlier this year with um, an Angelique Panagos she's a nutritional therapist based here in London and she was um, leading the talk and she was um, one of her first questions when she got on the stage was how do you feel about your period and yeah. I, I can even say like earlier in the year I I yeah I wasn't as in tune with my body as I am now and I think lockdown is a big part of that it's probably one mm. of like, the positive aspects that have come out of it for me because um yeah getting more in tune with myself sitting with a lot more emotions sitting with a lot more feelings spending a lot of time with myself at home yeah. um but yeah anyway Angelique stood on the stage and she said how do you feel about your period and like I was still a bit like mm, okay I kind of put my hand like halfway up and said I feel okay about it um but yeah she was standing there in a red jumpsuit and she was like obviously I love mine I'm wearing red and I was like I love oh, that <laughs> I love that so much <laughs> so yeah but I think there's no there's no pressure around it like um and like you said like there's still parts that we might um find challenging and that's okay oh my god 100 100 like even though I like know different parts of my cycle there are still parts where I like very much suffer <laughs> um which I <laughs> but it's just nice to know when they're coming rather than just being yes. like completely off guard amazing exactly exactly so as this is a self-care podcast, I would love to know 
what your relationship with self-care is like what would you define as self-care how it's changed over the years and maybe how it changes even like through your cycle like Mm. each season or each phase like how does self-care look through your cycle yes yeah so um like I said earlier in the podcast like when I was um diagnosed with hypothyroidism in my early 20s I um yeah I was like going out a lot burning the candle at all ends and um I probably yeah it didn't really have much of an awareness or much interest in self-care at that point I was like want to party at that point <laughs> and travel <laughs> um so yeah I'd definitely say my um my relationship with self-care has evolved um and yeah really interestingly like I think a few years ago I was like starting to get more and more interested in it and I think one of the first things you notice about it is like yeah everyone has a different definition of it and there's no perfect definition of self-care and um yeah so I think I started my journey with like wanting to know exactly what it is and how to do it perfectly like most things and um so yeah and to where I am today um yeah I I mean to me it's uh I think it's about for me yeah walks in nature um taking long baths um speaking to myself nicely um, yeah uh investing in myself yeah um, that's such a good one a massage going for a manicure pedicure up to you know we recently invested in Sam Hearn's um, business coaching so we did did. yeah I think that's important I love that you've said that because often people just think of self-care as like a face mask or a pamper or you know buying themselves a new I don't know dress or something but you know Mm. self-care so much deeper than that and it can be so much more and you know there's different types of self-care obviously you've got physical emotional spiritual like so many different levels so I think it's important you know investing in yourself is self-care it's doing something like for your future self that you know you're going to benefit from Mm, exactly exactly yeah yeah so yeah I would say it's definitely evolved um in a really good place with it now um uh yeah I've been doing lots of meditation since the start of the year so I think that's a really powerful form of self-care for me um and yeah lots of yeah personal development um yeah yeah that's that's where I'm at with it yeah um in terms of menstrual cycle um yeah I'd say really step up the self-care in my luteal phase um like I said I find that a little bit more challenging so I do yeah it's a it's a time for me to really make sure that I'm doing lots of self-care um then yeah definitely doing menstrual phase as well and then yeah I'd say follicular and ovulation in a spring in a summer I can be a bit more relaxed about it and um yeah yeah (laughs) Amazing. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And so to finish off, what would be one piece of advice that you'd tell your younger self? Oh, this is a good question. Um, I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason. And um, like I spent quite a few years being 
really frustrated, especially with my hormone imbalance. But I've got to a really good point with it. And I sometimes even forget that I have it, to be honest. And, um, and yeah, I would, I, I, I kind of see it as like my superpower now. And, and I think it helps me with like, it, it's been the catalyst for, um, for even like changing my career and, um, mm, yeah. and learning how to look after myself. And I'm a real big believer that, um, uh, I think often you see on, I don't know if you see this in terms of fibromyalgia, but on Instagram, there's like lots of memes and there's a, and there's lots of like these, these graphics that will say like kind of taking the piss out of these hormone imbalances and um, will, but they kind of, in a, in essence, like are talking about sitting and suffering with it, but, but making sure. a joke of it at the same time. I don't know if you've noticed this with the, um, but or yeah just making a joke of like feeling fatigued and that kind of thing and I think it's good to laugh at it some stage but also I yeah I like to think that I can I can thrive through it as well yeah and like I said it's been a gateway to lot yeah to lots of healing lots of self-care and lots of like really getting to the root of how to how to look after myself in the most effective way possible um so yeah and in terms of yeah advice to my younger self yeah so I'm a big believer things happen for a reason and I wouldn't want to I think although the journey has been messy at times and um and really challenging and I think I've um I wouldn't yeah I would say this year has been a big like spiritual awakening for me as well and diving deeper in that kind of aspect and um I think yeah things really happen for a reason and there's been a beautiful gift in in even the most challenging of times um so I would just say yeah buckle up it's going to be a wild ride but you'll be absolutely fine (laughs) I love that buckle up amazing awesome um Thank you so, so much for sharing all of that incredible information and wisdom with us. I know that everyone listening is going to benefit so much from this conversation. Um, Tell us where we can find you. Where can we connect with you? Um, Yeah, where can we find you? Yes, yes. I'm at um, Kayla.Benson on Instagram and it's Kayla with a C. So (laughs) C-A-E-L-A, a little bit different. And um then my website is um, wellbeingwithkayla.com. And yeah, I would say really check out that IG live series. Um, yeah. it, it's going to live there forever and it will um, continually be a resource. And, and there was just so many beautiful conversations. Um, so yeah, I would, I would highly recommend checking that out. Um, yeah, and just stay tuned. I'm, I'm working on various like programs and one-to-one coaching, which will probably come out towards the end of this year so um, very exciting yeah and that will all be about um yeah menstrual cycle tracking and becoming more in tune with your body and lots of like mindset lifestyle and and I like we've hardly spoken about it but I am a personal trainer I swear and as are you um (laughs) yeah but yeah my uh I, I'm a big believer in like moving intuitively and mm, yeah. um and yeah and there's a huge amount that we can do in terms of adapting our kind of fitness routines around our cycles as well yeah, um, so yeah that. that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment so it's very exciting yeah 
Incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. All of that information will be in the show notes. So if you want to go and connect with Kayla or check out what she's doing or any upcoming programs, then I will leave that information in the show notes and you can go and check it out. Do make sure you go and follow her on Instagram and watch those IG TV series because I think they're going to be super, super beneficial for you as well. Kayla, thank you so, so much for joining me today on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much. You're so, so welcome. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and I'll see you next week. Bye.